This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Henshin Inspection Presents Celebrate Ishinomori 2021. You can visit mjmunoz.com slash hi for notes and links and don't forget to subscribe. Like, share, and comment to help me grow. So this is Ishinomori <laughs> celebration day or week for me. It coincides with my launching or relaunching uh, MJ Loves Toku into Henshin Inspection. And uh, I'm going to be releasing Henshin Inspection stuff alongside this, except for maybe delayed by a day or two because uh, I didn't plan very well. I was just excited about the fact that Ishinomori's birthday was coming up and I guess I bit off more than I could chew. But anyway, regardless of all that, I hope you're here for the... Uh, Bishojo Common Poitrine Episode 2 analysis, because that's what I'm here for, so I'll go ahead and jump into that right away. So I definitely like this episode a lot less than I liked the episode I reviewed about a year ago, uh, a year ago to the day, um, but it's mostly because the action was a lot more limited, and it was more, I don't know, subdued, restrained? I guess I was just just expecting a little bit more, so my expectations more than anything ruined it for me. Uh, the actress who plays Yuko is very, um, I don't know if charming is quite the right word, but she's, I don't know, like relatable and likable. And the stuff with her family was funny, like her little sister saying to people like, hey, you're too old for this, you're too young for that. Uh, all that stuff was pretty funny. Um, the I guess the execution of these people trying to mock up a debut of Poitrine to make a bunch of money off of it. Um, I just kind of fell flat for me. I didn't really like that. Uh, probably what I liked best. Or And did I already say the action was kind of lackluster compared to last episode? I mean, last episode we had her, um, or the first episode, it was a big show. She was on a construction site and she like busted a chain and all these giant pipes fell down on a dude and, you know, it was crazy. It's really crazy to see. Really, you know, exciting stuff. Um, probably the biggest, boldest brashest thing that happened this episode was that she um tells the villains of the episode that uh you were willing to do this you know i'm gonna get vengeance or whatever and even if justice uh forgives you oh here i have it yeah even if justice forgives you i will not and uh then she uh kind of you know she doesn't like brutalize them or anything like that but she's pushing them around and she ends up handcuffing them and stuff and that was you know kind of fun and funny but um i guess I guess the humor from the situation comes from the fact that it's uh, such drastic uh, response is being given to such small things. And I, before I started recording this, um, showed my daughter a clip of the first episode because uh, she's like, oh, who's this? And I told her and I said, you know, like God gave her her powers. And it's kind of funny. And then in reading it, uh, the subs on the, um, on the website make it sound like he's a god, but the Japanese Kami-sama, I thought that was for the god. Anyway, the show still has its charm, but I guess I was just expecting slightly higher stakes. I know it's a, uh, you know, mystery comedy type thing, and, you know, I'm cool with that. It's just, uh, I don't know, and I enjoyed it, and I would like to watch more, but it's not something I would uh, passionately pursue watching. But what... So I noticed some things that Poitrine did with the way she would flourish her cape and things like that. Uh, it just made me think of Sailor Moon so, so much. And the fact that she transformed into a disguise to infiltrate the place. And it's, it's really silly because she seemingly teleports out of the place in the beginning of the episode during the cold open, I guess, um, 
she teleports out of there, but then she's worried about how to break into this place where the detective Honda is being held. And uh, she has to disguise herself as like a fishmonger or, you know, sushi worker or whatever, who's making a delivery of a bunch of premium sushi, which is funny, but she disguises herself in with like, you know, a glamour spell or whatever, kind of like how Usagi does that in the first chunk of Sailor Moon, where she's putting herself in these different disguises, but it even changes her physicality, which of course you can't do in here because, you know, you'd have to just swap out actresses and I think they wanted to have her on as much as possible. Anyway, um, so that's pretty interesting. Then the way she flourished her cape, uh, it just reminded me so much of Tuxedo Mask and even, you know, aspects of her costume or, you know, could very well be what inspired Tuxedo Mask. Um, I think that's really interesting. Uh, I thought it was interesting, and I'll, I'll get back to the... Uh, Sailor Moon connection in a minute. Uh, I thought it was really interesting that she uses these magic handcuffs. So yeah, these uh, these handcuffs look like they're supposed to be shaped like the P, you know, for Poitrine that she does with the little laser light or whatever that she has. Um, and it's just kind of funny. I wonder how many like different props she's going to have because she's got the necklace and it turns into the brooch. Um, she's got her little dagger thing, the watch, um, which she's able to like use it to like unlock the door for uh, Detective Honda, and I just, I kind of wonder how many spells she has, and like how random her magic is, exactly, because that's kind of humorous, um, and I guess that's point of, part of the show if it's part of, you know, a mystery comedy type thing, right? Anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to say, oh yeah, back to Sailor Moon, is I just, I wonder how much, uh, Takeuchi drew from Poitrine, and I wonder how much Poitrine was drawing from other magical, maybe not magical girl, but like magical person <laughs> um, tropes that had already been established that Ishinomori was pulling on for, for the character. Like, because when they see Ishinomori designed Poitrine or he's the creator of Poitrine, I don't know if that means he was, you know, heavily involved with the production of the show or if he just gave him a, a premise and a character and a design for her and that was pretty much it. To finally get around to finishing my thoughts though on the uh, Sailor Moon connection, uh, this was coming out in 1990 and Sailor Moon started publishing in 1992. I don't know what the turnaround is for manga, but I doubt it's two years. <laughs> Maybe it's one year. Um, and I just, I really wonder what the source is behind um, both the, the things that, I wonder what the source behind the commonalities between Poitrine and Sailor Moon is. I just would find that very interesting. Um, so Usagi uh, does a Sailor V kick against her brother in the first episode of Sailor Moon Crystal, and I believe that's actually in the manga as well. I read the manga years ago, just the first bit of it, and then I, I felt weird, so I stopped, which is dumb. But, you know, whatever. I was younger and more foolish. But anyway, um, yeah, I just I wonder what the sources of those common uh, commonalities, those su superficial similarities, and if they are, in fact, uh, nods to Poitrine um, or, you know, inspired by that or whatever. I think that's pretty cool, especially because, um, you know, Sailor Moon becomes a much more serious thing and a much more dramatic thing and it's cool that you can have you know both a silly uh version and a serious version and uh i enjoy both that uh, you know aspects of both um but this was you know overall a really fun episode um some of the tropes and stuff in it were funny and it, i just i want to know more about them like <laughs> uh punching detective honda in the gut to knock her out so that she can you know do whatever she needs to do that happened in kiva to several characters uh, i've seen that in other tokusatsu and I've never been hit in the gut that hard, but I always wonder every time I see it, is that a, is that a Japanese thing? Is that a common thing that I don't know because I've never really scrapped like that before? 
because um, it, it even happened in Kiva. It was so awesome when it happened in Kiva. Um, I'll tell you this camp. Anyway, um, so there was that, and there were a couple other things. Um, maybe it was more the Sailor Moon type things or the things that where she, you know, feels like Tuxedo Mask is very inspired by Poitrine that made me laugh and kind of uh, were pretty enjoyable. But uh, overall, I liked it a lot. You know, I still like the idea. Um, and I think it's fun. I, I would like to see uh, Toei, especially on their YouTube channel, uh, do more or allow fans to do more to provide subs for these things so that people can see them all over the world. And uh, I think it's a pretty cool initiative that they're doing that. And of course, they're relying a lot on the works of or inspired by or started by uh, Shitaru Ishinomori. Um, at least, you know, he's the foundational force behind a lot of these things. And then they were carried off and executed and produced by other people, you know, in partnership or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm not going to pretend that he was, uh, that I, well, I don't know how extensive his involvement was with this. And uh, that doesn't really matter. It's more about, you know, what he inspired, what he started, and what the, the legacy is of his work. That's what I'm interested in celebrating or exploring in this uh, Celebrate Ishinomori week that I'm doing. Maybe a week. <laughs> Probably five days, close to that. Anyway, that's pretty much all I have to say for now. It'd be really great if you stuck around for more of my uh, celebration of Mori Week and my um, launch, relaunch of uh, engine inspection. Uh, again, everything's going to be mgmunios.com slash hi, and I'm uh, tagging all my posts uh, for Celebrate Eastern Mori with hashtag Celebrate Eastern Mori in the, uh, the title over there and uh, everywhere else I'm posting them, so look out for those. Uh, I'm over on MeWe at... Uh, I think I'm I'm MJ Munoz on MeWe. Yeah, it's got the the purple bird, the black and white um, border, and uh, you know it says author, artist, analyzer, that kind of stuff. So anyway, you'll you'll know it's me. Um, I'm other places too. I'm on Twitter as well. Um, but uh, you know I <laughs> I like freedom. So anyway, uh, that's uh, that's all I have to say for Poitrine. Overall, I like. I have positive feelings towards it, um, but I did just watch Henshin Ninja Rashi before I ended up uh, coming back to finish this part, and I like that a lot better. But maybe because it's a more, you know, straightforward show as opposed to a comedy series. And it was only the first episode, so who knows what the subsequent episodes are like, right? <laughs>